Today's episode is brought to you by Audible.com. Get your free audiobook and a free 30-day trial at www.audibletrial.com forward slash James Miller Lifeology. I have a great show for you today. I'll be encouraging you to not give up. I'll also be interviewing musician Damian Horn, who shares his inspirational story of overcoming much adversity and never giving up. You all know me as a psychotherapist, but many of you do not know me as a composer. My latest album, Restoration, was just released. Restoration is a continuation of the first album, Consolation. I like to think of these albums like books. Each original composition is written like a chapter in a book. And like in any story, the character goes from a sense of grief and loss, and at the end of Consolation, finds hope for his future. In Restoration, he has an awakening. And in that awakening, he recognizes all the things in his life which are not healthy, and it helps him come to a place of restoration, becoming greater than he was before. You may purchase this album on iTunes or any other digital music store. The name of the album is Restoration, and my stage name is James S. Miller. The name of the piece you're currently hearing is entitled Determination. There's a California gold rush story that tells of two brothers who sold all they had and went prospecting for gold. They discovered a vein of the shining ore, staked a claim, and proceeded to get down to the serious business of getting the gold ore out of the mine. All went well at first, but then a strange thing happened. The vein of gold disappeared. They had come to the end of the rainbow, and the pot of gold was no longer there. The brothers continued to pick away, but without success. Finally, they gave up in disgust. They sold their equipment and claim rights for a few hundred dollars and took the train back home. Now, the man who bought the claim hired an engineer to examine the rock strata of the mine. The engineer advised him to continue digging in the same spot where the former owners had left off. And three feet deeper, the new owner struck gold. A little more persistence and the two brothers would have been millionaires themselves. There was gold in you too. Maybe you only need to dig three feet farther for your dreams to come true. Don't give up. Have you ever had one of those days when it just seems like nothing can go right? You spill your coffee, you get caught in traffic, you feel clumsy, you drop everything, and sometimes you just wish you could go back to bed and start all over again. Well, let's take it to a broader scale. Sometimes when we go through different things in life, it feels as if nothing can go right. We're struggling at work. We're having difficulties in our relationship. Financially, we're not very secure. When those situations happen, we feel very discouraged as if nothing is going to change or if there's never going to be any hope for our future. That is a very pivotal moment in your life. When you start to become discouraged and you focus specifically on everything that's going wrong, well, that's all you're going to see. We have an opportune time to reframe the situation. When it feels as if everything is going wrong, and maybe it is going wrong, when we reframe it, we need to ask ourselves, what am I learning about myself right now? What part of my character is stretching and growing? Because when we can think of life or our circumstances as a test or even an opportunity to grow, it helps us become proactive and focus on the areas in which we're struggling. When we often think of our life, we like to really focus on the positive things when we feel like we're on the mountaintop and we're on this high. But in order to get to the next mountaintop, you have to walk through some valleys. And so when we look at our life in that context, it's important to recognize that you are going to have those times when it feels incredibly overwhelming, when you feel frustrated, when you feel discouraged, when you feel overwhelmed, because in order to get to the next season or the next high or mountaintop in your life, you have to go through some of these valleys. By no means am I wishing you ill fortune or to go through anything in particular, but recognize that that's going to happen. Regardless how hard we try to stop things and make sure our life is incredibly productive and that everything will go right, 
it's not going to happen. So when you have these situations in your life, let's say you really have a huge dream and it feels as if it's not taking off or you feel like the right people are not being brought across your path, recognize that there is a wonderful opportunity for you to learn tenacity, for you to learn to be able to hold true to what you believe in your heart. Because once you do become successful, And my friend, you will become successful. You then understand the power of your dream. You understand the success that you gained. And that's something nobody can take away from you. I once heard it said, strength that comes easy is not strength at all. So if you don't have any adversity in your life, as your dream starts to grow, you're not going to appreciate it as much. You won't understand the difficulty and the struggle that came with your dream to become actualized, to become tangible. So today, if you're feeling discouraged, if you're feeling overwhelmed, if you're feeling as if there's no way out or things just aren't going right, the reframe is you're learning a valuable lesson about yourself. You're learning ways in which your character can grow. You're learning different ways in which to strategize your dream. And when that happens, it's going to cause you to be much stronger, much more proactive, and much more successful in all the things you're going to do. Don't give up. And now a quick word from my sponsor. Audible.com is offering you, my listener, a free audiobook and a free 30-day trial at audibletrial.com forward slash James Miller Lifeology. Many of you don't know this about me, but I'm an avid reader, so this is a no-brainer for me to go ahead and download any audiobook I'd like to read, specifically if I'm walking my dog at the gym or just even driving. So for you to get your free audiobook, go to audibletrial.com forward slash James Miller Lifeology. They have over 180,000 books for you to choose from, so I'm pretty confident you'll find the one you're looking for. So check it out today. I have the privilege of introducing Damian Horn, who is a recording artist, minister, and world changer. He is going to share his inspiring story with us today. Welcome to my show, Damian. Uh, Thanks, James. Thanks for having me. I was looking through your bio that was sent to me, and I was just blown away with all the amazing things that you've done. You know, you started life in a, and seems like a humble means, but you've turned it around and had so many wonderful opportunities, and you give back to your world. And I can't wait to hear more about that. Well, uh, it's it's definitely been a, a pleasure and honor just to be uh, on your 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 show first of all, and to be able to share this story because uh, a part of what I do and what I believe my purpose is to do that is to give back, to encourage, inspire, and motivate. And and I, and I do believe I have a story, I have something to share that uh, I hopefully can inspire other people to. Uh, to move forward in their dreams and in their, in their hopes. Yes, definitely. You certainly do. Now, a little bit about me as well, of course, is I'm a recording artist as well. We have different styles of music, but I listen mm-hmm. to some of yours on, on your SoundCloud and you're so talented. So I was really excited to have a chance to maybe speak with you about your music, what inspires you. And then we'll move, of course, many more topics we'll discuss today as well. Awesome, awesome. Well, that's that's awesome. Well, well from one musician to another, you know how, uh, how uh, it can be just... Uh, creating the creative process is something mm-hmm. I, I I loved ever since I was a child and just being able to share that with other people and then have somebody to be receptive to it yes. uh, is always a, it's a great feeling. Yes, it really is. Now, what inspires you with your music? I mean, what uh, what genre, just for my listeners who may have not heard about you before, what genre would you kind of put yourself in? Uh, it, it's funny because it's always hard to kind of put it in just one genre for myself. Mm-hmm. I always kind of base it in soul, mm-hmm. uh, kind of based in um, things that I lived, experienced, or I've heard about, things that are real to me. Yeah. I, I deliver in a manner that's kind of soulful, but it, it spans all the way from pop to rock to country and mm-hmm. any and R&B and everything in between. But the, I, I feel like the basis of it is soul music. Mm-hmm. Well, and that's what I thought, because when I heard one of the pieces, I thought it was very soulful. And then when I saw that you had, had opened for Faith Hill and many other right. people like that, I was like, well, wait a minute, that's a little bit different. So I was just kind of surprised to hear that. <laughs> 
Right. Well, one of the cool things I, I feel about soul music is that like soul is not necessarily a genre. I, I really feel like it's more a delivery of, of the music. Mm. You know, like I, there's soul, there's soulful country artists, there's soulful R&B artists, there's soulful rock artists. So I, I tend to lean more to using the term soulful. Oh, music that makes sense. Because uh, I just feel like it's more of a delivery of it. And, mm. and it can span across any of those different genres. I really like I really like the way you worded that. That's 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 perfect. Wonderful. Well, let's let's talk about that. So with your you've like I said, I've named one person and I'm going to name drop for you. <laughs> I know you wouldn't do that, but you've had that wonderful opportunity to open for many big name people. Now, when you maybe are on stage or maybe afterwards, when you're on the stage like that and afterwards you kind of reflect on maybe how you started in life or some of the pitfalls and some of, some of the struggles you had, what goes through your mind as you recall where you were versus where you are today? Um, just, you know, just so much uh, gratitude and just grateful for the position that I'm in now and then mm-hmm. a lot of times it's it's really has a weird uh, kind of duality to it because it almost feels like a separate life hmm. from where I came from and where I am now and just like when I share the story or I talk about where I came from and then and I think about where I am at this point in my life uh, it feels like two different lives wow. two totally different lives and so it's always kind of a weird reflection but um, you know, ultimately the feeling is, is gratitude. Just, just really grateful to be able to to be here and 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 do what I love to do for a living. That's wonderful. Well, wh- how about you? Maybe share some of the backstory with my listeners. So, what would be the difference from the way you originally started versus today? Well, I, I grew up in Hickory, North Carolina, and uh, I'm from a blended family of of twelve children. Oh my goodness, uh, eleven man. siblings. Yeah, a huge family <laughs> in uh, North Carolina, Hickory, North Carolina. You know, it's kind of like a, a small town and. Uh, but uh, my my father was never really around, and I was <clears throat> raised by a single mother, uh, even to this day, who uh, can't read or write, but for some re- way found ways to put food on the table, mm-hmm. clothes on our backs, and just like you know, lived in really humble means. But she always made sure like we we were cared for, and and I think wow. the biggest thing that came out of that was I always knew I was loved, and so that was one uh, major asset I had growing up you know some people have a lot of material things but they don't they don't necessarily have that kind of love but uh, my mom's always it, it has uh, shown and expressed love for for me and, and, and my siblings but uh, we we didn't have much you know and that was just the case and then I grew up in a situation where the surroundings were very uh, hostile so you know I lost two of my older brothers to the streets and mm-hmm. uh, you know who, who died died and then two of my younger brothers went to prison uh, 10 plus years apiece and so I kind of started seeing this pattern all around me and and when you kind of see something like that day in and day out and it's that close to home you kind of start believing that is the reality or that's the yeah. destiny for yourself oh, that's so, all there is sure. uh, you know right is a- absolutely and you know for me um what became my issue at a young age was it was a temper and and just kind of lashing out and, and behavioral problems like that and and it wasn't necessarily because i felt i you know, looking back, wasn't necessarily because I was a bad kid, but it, I, there was so much fear in me. Mm-hmm. You know, what I'm saying my whole life seemed very chaotic, and I was so afraid all the time. So that, like, that was my reaction to that was sure. to lash out and to be angry and that kind of thing. But uh, that was the that was the beginnings, you know. But I, you know, through through my process of growing up and uh, different catalysts who come along, like you know men and women who worked at the boys and girls club and the salvation army church and and things like that began to like give me different outlets to uh channel that energy to challenge and uh challenge me you know in a, in a regard of like hey you can do better than this there's more you have uh, a gift a talent which you know I, at a very young age i was writing 
poetry. That was another way wow. that I would kind of like deal with all these things that I was dealing with. And later, these poems turned into songs, and these songs became, you know, stuff that I sing to this day, which is where you get that soul music. Mm. That's amazing, Damien. That's wonderful. Well, I want to go back, and I just, uh, your mom just sounds like an incredible woman, and obviously I don't know her, but she just seems like she an is. amazing woman, so I just, I'm just so happy that God put someone like that in your life who could just love you unconditionally, and you know, that's, that's just absolutely wonderful. Yeah, my mom is, uh, she's my biggest fan, and, and I'm her biggest fan, you know, <laughs> I just, that she she's instrumental in, you know, uh, just constantly reassuring me and encouraging me, and uh, I think a lot of my, um, my, my positive and uh, my optimistic type personality comes from my mom, mm. you know, because, you know, if you would have looked at the situations we were, we're in, but, you know, and her attitude toward those situations uh, just didn't seem, you know, to match up you you look at chaos all around you but then somebody who can be have peace and yeah. and have joy in the midst of all that you know it's just uh, it was a good lesson at an early age to learn yeah. you know firsthand from my mom now did you come from a musical family yeah we we all you know we grew up uh, my mom had us in church every time the doors was open so we grew up <laughs> in church you know singing and and, and playing instruments and, and that kind of thing. I was just kind of the one who it, it really, I believe, just stuck with. It resonated mm-hmm. with me the strongest, and I, I just knew that's what I was supposed to do. And, and I've been, it's been a part of me ever since. Then. Wow, that's amazing. Now, how did you get your start? So you know, you were you were in Hickory, North Carolina, and where did it go from there? Well, I, I graduated from high school, and um, you know, I was the first one in my immediate family to do that, and so I, you know, I started this, you know, this chain reaction started happening in my mind. It's like, okay, well, if I can do this, then maybe I can mm-hmm. do that. And uh, being from Hickory, North Carolina, and not knowing much outside of that area, I knew I had to go somewhere where, you know, uh, there would be opportunities for me to pursue music and the entertainment field. And so, uh, you know, all I knew is from what I saw on TV, which was Hollywood, California. Yeah. So I worked that summer, saved up some money, and got a one-way bus. Uh, Greyhound bus ticket to Hollywood, California. And I went out there and, uh, yeah, you know, so I had kind of like this ignorant bliss of youthful, you know, like Mm -hmm. take on the world kind of energy going through me. And, uh, but I found out real quick that, uh, $400 is not enough money to live on in LA. So (laughs) I ended up homeless there for the next two years and just, Mm -hmm. you know, sleeping in squats, abandoned buildings, the covenant house, the missions, a lot of different places like that, you know, helped me during that time. But, you know, I just spent most of those two years trying to like, you know, meet the bare, you know, the basic needs of, you know, food, water, Mm -hmm. shelter, you know, you know, and, um, that's, that, that's where that journey took me you know, after, right after Hickory, North Carolina. Well, so tell me more about that because so you, you go out there with this, this amazing dream, which is, is something you'd literally see in the movies. So it's kind of funny you say, you, right, you see right. in the movies and you just would have had to recreate your own little movie that people would think that we'd only see that in a movie. But so you're out there and you're homeless and why did you not give up? I mean, on, on the, on the street, they've been in squats for two years. I mean, how did you not give up? Well, I mean, I, I attribute that to my, to my my faith in God. You know, I, I, I have that strong sense of faith since mm-hmm. I was a young kid. Like I said, I grew up in church with my mom, and then that was cultivated as I grew up in the Salvation Army Church. But, you know, like, you know, scriptures like, you know, Jeremiah 29, 11, for I know the plans I have mm-hmm. for you, thus said the Lord, plans to prosper you, give you hope in the future and not to harm you. You know, Proverbs 3, 5, 6 is trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not to your own understanding. All your ways acknowledge him, he'll direct your path. Mm-hmm. Words like that kind of always ring, ring true in me and even when things look bleak you know um i you know my mom is a big you know believer and she would always say the scripture is like um you know joy comes in the morning no matter what it looks like now joy comes in the morning so it always just gave me enough hope to kind of like okay well let me give it one more day let me give it one more 
okay, let me give you. And then, and, and it's one of those things I've, you know, I've seen in my life. I saw it at an early age and I saw it, you know, during my time in LA and I would see it again once I got to Nashville is that at any moment, at any second, any event can really turn your life in a whole nother direction. You know what I'm saying? It's just a matter about being persistent and hanging on for that moment. Yeah. Exactly. You know, just like you said, you never know that tenacity, yeah. just holding on just a second longer could be right, the break right. that you need. And I think that's where right. some people, they, they give up so quickly. And, and by no means yeah. am I minimizing their struggle, but we don't know what's literally around the corner. And so when you, right. when you give up, it's like, oh, well, I tried it and I failed. But that's where the diversity comes. You know, you think of a, a butterfly, a butterfly, in order for it to fly, once it comes out of its cocoon, it has to struggle and struggle and fight its way out. Right. And that's when it can fly. That's the ability that is given to it once it breaks through that cocoon after that struggle. And I think, you know, it's a great analogy for all of us in life that that struggle is 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 not as, as there to harm us. It's there to help us and helps us move to that right. next level of growth in our life. It is. It's true that I love that butterfly analogy because it's just like I always, you know, I, you know, I'm, I've always said, you know, like I ne- I've never run into a person who I consider to be a great person who did not go through struggle. It's yes. just like struggle breeds that beauty. So it's mm-hmm. just like, you know, like with that butterfly analogy, it's like all that struggle breathed that beauty of the butterfly. So it's just like, I feel like that, it's like that across the board a lot of times in life. Yeah. Well, you know, you think of a skyscraper, the, the higher the skyscraper is going to be, the deeper the foundation has to be. And so th- that's why that, that right. time, that season of, of growth, that season where it feels like we're in this deep valley is is really there to cause us that we can shoot to the heights of whatever the world has, whatever God has for us, and which is absolutely wonderful. So, you know, for all my listeners listening out there as well, just be encouraged that that season of darkness or that season of loneliness is there not to harm you, but to promote you. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. So, right. now, how did you get to Nashville from um, from Hollywood? Well, uh, after a couple of years of being in LA, I, I literally like just saved up enough money, packed up, and moved back to North Carolina. And I just kind of went back with my head held down a little bit. Mm-hmm. Just thinking like, man, I didn't really accomplish what I wanted to do. And, you know, I try to do what, you know, I was like, well, maybe I'll go to like community college and try to do like what people would tell me was the normal thing to do. Mm-hmm. And then uh, I did that for about a semester and I was like miserable. I was like, this is not what I'm supposed to be doing. So <laughs> I, literally, I literally packed up again. This time I at least had a car. Okay. And I, I made my way to Nashville, Tennessee and, and, and went after it again, you know, went after that pursuit again but Nashville was you know a different experience for me you know I, I once I got there you know if you ever been in Nashville mm-hmm. you see people playing on the side of 2nd Avenue and Broadway you know I remember walk, getting into town and seeing that and I'm like alright that's my first gig so I would sit out on the corner <laughs> for hours and just play music and people would throw money into my guitar case and then one particular night I hadn't been there long maybe a few weeks when a guy, you know, just uh, a little short guy with a, a black cowboy hat and a must, uh, handlebar mustache kind of walks by and throws $100 into my guitar wow. case. And, and so, yeah, so that kind of yeah, got my attention. And we started talking. He started jamming. And we talked for a little bit. And he was like, hey, man, I want you to hang out with some friends of mine. We have a place that we play. You can play inside. And I think you're good enough and people want to listen to you. And I didn't know who it was at the time. But I later found out it was uh, John Rich from the country duo Big and Rich. And I started wow. hanging out with those guys. And, and then my career literally, like, took off from that moment. You know, mm. and it's just one of the, like I said, any moment, any second, any event, you know, could can literally turn t- turn the tide. Yeah. 
Well, you know, I want to go back to that thing. You said you went back, uh, back home with your head held, held down. But, you know, you think about it. You, you set out to accomplish one thing. And although it felt like you didn't necessarily accomplish that, but you accomplished so much more. You accomplished that resilience and that foundation that you needed to keep you humble, to keep you grounded, to keep you accessible to people around you, which then gives you the understanding that regardless of how big you get or how well known you are, all the amazing things that are con- going to continue to happen in your life, you have that grounding foundation that will keep you motivated to move you through any other adversity that you may, that may come across your path. Absolutely. So you accomplished something greater than maybe what you thought. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And I, and I always look back on that as my, you know, my, you know, kind of like my uh, Exodus moment, you know, Uh I think about, you know, scripture when, you know, they left Egypt and that during that period of being in that desert and that, period of being unknown but like god uses that a lot of times to like like you said to cultivate us to you know refine us and those things and like i wouldn't i wouldn't change it now if i would have known then i probably wouldn't have been brave enough to go through it but now looking back it's like oh i see how necessary that that was you know yeah well i think that's the thing you know whether people you know uh you know for me my my faith is is in god as well but people can have you know whatever their faith is in their higher power but you know it's 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 so interesting because i think if we knew the whole story sometimes we'd be like wait a minute i've got to go through this adversity or i have to go through that and i'm I'm not right. so sure if I want to right. do it. So that's why we get it in small little snippets, because if we did know right. the big picture, we'd be like, ah, oh, heck no, I'm not going to do that at all. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that is so funny. Yeah. Okay. So now you, you met this person, you're jamming with these other people, right. and then it sounds like things just really started to open for you even more. Yeah, it really did. Uh, from there, you know, I, I joined this this group at the time called the Music Mafia, and it was a collection of all these different artists who uh, were just kind of creating the music they love to do. And, and it just, you know, this is from Big and Rich to Gretchen Wilson, James Otto, Shannon Lawson, a lot of people in the in the country uh, world, and you know, it started getting a lot of notoriety and and people started getting deals signed of it. We did our first tour. We opened up for Hank Williams Jr. And so this is kind of what also introduced me to the country world. And I was writing. And so I secured my first publishing deal after two years of being in, in Nashville. Had multiple ones since then and went on to tour, you know, with, uh, you know, one of my musical idols, uh, John Legend. And then mm, also wow. yeah. um, form a country trio with some friends of mine called The Farm. And we, we were signed to Warner Brothers, had a couple of hits on radio. So, you know, just be able to and, and literally, you know, branched out from that moment. Mm-hmm. Just been and then and even above and beyond that, you know, being able to take now, you know, all that experience I've had and everything that I've been through and, and do things like this and go back today. I'm actually speaking at uh, Boys and Girls Club oh, in Gastonia, neat. just telling telling my story, you know, and telling about because I'm, I'm an alumni of the Boys and Girls Club. And I oh, remember wow. being in those positions and, and thinking, oh, well, you know, like you come from a certain place and you think, well, your destiny has to be like this because of what you see around you. But, uh-huh. you know, just been kind of being that visual, like, you know, confirmation that, hey, you can get outside of this and you can go on and do do great things. That's exactly true. Let's switch gears here. So you started a blog recently. Yeah, it's called EncourageInspireMotivate.com. And it's basically a landing page for good news. You know, like I'm very sensitive to the world around me. I think it comes with being an artist, you know, when Mm -hmm. you write and stuff like that. And, you know, when I look at the news, I just see a lot of negative things all the time. And I was like, I know there's good going on. (laughs) You know, I want to create this landing page where, you know, I can retweet and, and host, you know, places for people who are doing great things that don't necessarily maybe get as hot, get highlighted as much as uh you know other things do and um and yeah so that's basically a landing page for like good news and great things inspiring encouraging things that's going on in the world and uh and i and i share that with people and i 
you know, people can send posts to me of things that they're doing that they want people to get involved with or just, you know, good things that they see going around in the world. And I just think it's, it's great for to have that balance, you know, because, mm-hmm. you know, we're living in some times right now where you, you turn on the television and you, it's so easy to see the negative in the mm-hmm. world and it can almost bring you down to the point where you feel like, well, man, this world is saturated with that, but there's no good. But that's, it's, you know, it's quite the opposite. There's a lot yes. of good in this world. But, you know, and, and so I just my, I feel like part of my job is to help highlight that. Yes, that's that's wonderful. Absolutely wonderful. Now, does it also have your own personal stuff information on there as well? Absolutely. Yeah. And I do, uh, uh, you know, a monthly uh, vlog on there, just a video kind of like questions that have been coming to me. And I might speak on a specific topic oh, wow. and uh, just kind of tell how I deal with it and, and kind of like the things I've observed and, and, and dealt with throughout my life pertaining to that particular question. And. And then also personal information, just how to contact me or, you know, and different things like that. Excellent. Okay. What advice, well, maybe we'll just jump ahead a little bit. So you're going to speak with the Boys and Girls Club today. What advice are you going to give them overall? That was probably applicable to my listeners. Right. Well, the the biggest, I think the biggest, my one of my mantras and, and the thing I usually end up pushing the most is I, I wrote a song called Shine and it was used in this movie called Chloe and Theo. And it's a, it's a movie that talks a lot about like how we treat our environment, but even more so how we treat each other. It's kind of an illumination of who you are and what you are in your purpose. Uh, there's a quote by a lady named Marianne Williamson. Uh, that Nelson Mandela used in a speech. Uh, it says, our deepest fear is not that we're inadequate, but that we're powerful. Mm-hmm. And it goes on to talk about, like, sometimes that power is uh, scary to us, and we we tend to hide it or we not want to show it. But uh, my 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 kind of mantra and the thing that I always try to push when I meet people is, first of all, find out who is the grand designer, who who is, what is the higher power that gives purpose in this mm-hmm. life. And then beyond that, find out what your purpose is in life. And when you discover those two things, you start living in that purpose, then you shine. And the cool thing about shining is that you liberate other people to do the same mm-hmm. thing. And so if there's anything that I could say, you know, it's just like I try to shine as much as I can possibly to say, hey, look what I was able to do in spite of these situations or regardless of this, because I, I found out what I'm here for and what I'm designed to do. And when when somebody can see that, hopefully they can look at their own lives. And, you know, hey, I have a purpose. I have yes. a reason for being here. And I, w- I want to shine to liberate other people to do the same. That's absolutely amazing. And it's so true as well. Yes, we all have a purpose. And I like the, I like the analogy of, of a light. You know, you think about your shining. Without light, goes yeah. into the darkness and it, and it extinguishes the darkness. And so it's, it's absolutely wonderful because right. it does, it permeates uh, every crevice that, that, it, that it touches. And that's true. That's, that pierces that darkness that's, that can be in people. I don't mean darkness like evil, but just that sadness, that depression. Right, right. It can lift people right. up to a place that they never knew existed. And that's how people's world changes. We continually uh, share that light or sh- shine that light. Uh, in their own lives. And, right. and it's, it's just an amazing way of how we pay it forward. Absolutely. Well, Damien, it has been an absolute pleasure having you be on my show today. Once again, where will my listeners be able to find your information online? You can find my information at DamienHorn.com at uh, EncourageInspireMotivate.com. And uh, every one of my socials are based under my name uh, outside of the EncourageInspireMotivate.com. Everything is under Damien Horn, uh, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, all of that, you name it. And Horn is spelled H-O-R-N-E. Yes, yes. Perfect. Well, Damon, thank you once again for being on my show, and I look forward to getting to know you in the future. Thank you. Thank you so much, James. Thanks for the opportunity just to be able to share, and uh, many blessings to your ministry as well, too, brother. Thank you.